to our podcast. My name is Amelia. My name is Sherrick, and this is Amelia. And Sherrick, what are you doing? The podcast that called a scent of flavor at Bed Bath & Beyond, and now people think we, that we eat the lotion. Whoops. <laughs> there was like a restrained smile, and Amelia just goes, whoops. <laughs> Maybe I have. Oops. <laughs> Well, it's like that thing where, like, you know, like, people say that, like, scent and taste are very, like, closely linked, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And so sometimes it's just like, man, that scent almost feels like a flavor, you know? Mm-hmm. Because oh, it's for so... sure. Steph has a candle that she got from a place, uh, that uh, a, a work that we frequent that, like, one of the people does the candle thing on the side. And, like, it is so strong that, like, you don't need to light it. The scent just wafts out just by virtue of you just having the candle uncovered. Mm-hmm. And I definitely feel like I can taste that scent, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, totally. If that makes sense. Ha, ha, ha. That was a, a pun unintentional. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Up to our usual shenanigans. gains, Yes. <laughs> It's a Bobby Duke bit, anyway. Hi. How y'all been? Yeah, how y'all how's been? been? We're, we're going to pause so that you can answer us. <laughs> and I'm sure we'll hear them all. Yes. Yeah, how how's your week been, Sherrick? It's been pretty good. I cannot complain. I um made it into 2023 relatively unscathed. Our dog is good. We got to see some lovely people and give them some lovely gifts. We went to a a party and we had a bunch of white elephant gifts from white uh white elephant gifts that we were given from a, a previous Christmas party. So <laughs> they were like bring things that are gently used that you don't want in your house anymore and we were like interesting. <laughs> <laughs> How many would you say? <laughs> uh, exactly. So what what turned out happening is that a bunch of people were f- like feel at the party were like, oh, we're embarrassed. We didn't bring anything. And we we're like, don't worry about it. Like we, we, got we brought you. enough. <laughs> we brought enough for everybody. Don't sweat it. Like, and then we watched them open these things that we had given away, and it was fun times had by most. So, oh, good. I had to look up and see as a side note if Bobby Duke Arts is still making making content because he. He's like one of those YouTubers that like puts out videos very sporadically because mm. some I, I mean some of the stuff that he makes like he turns like he turned a rusty spike into like a miniature fighting knife you know it's so like some of that ah. stuff can take a long time so yeah. especially doing the production and all that stuff so like mm-hmm. he, he's not the kind of person that's gonna put out a video like once a week but mm-hmm. I was just like eh, interesting hmm. but it, it it just like dawned on me that it had been a while since I had seen a new video come out but he oh, put out a video it. two months ago so. Bobby Duke Arts, he's really cool because he is a goofy dad who makes art, but like basically like taught himself how to do a lot of this shit. So mm-hmm. he's like, hey, this is how I did it. And you should also make art because you can, you know, and I think mm-hmm. a lot of people think that a lot of people think that like art is as far as like musical talent or like visual, like making something mm-hmm. is like a thing that you're innately known to do like be able Mm -hmm. to do like you were born Mm -hmm. like you amelia are born with the ability to make like a painting Mm -hmm. and it's like well no like i I had a a really great conversation with a coworker who was like you don't know you have musical talent until you start picking it up you know what i mean like right there's no way for you to know if you're good at playing the guitar until you start trying to play the guitar so Mm -hmm. like 
it's one of those things that like I thought was really interesting because I think I was also a person that had a bit of that mindset of being like, oh, well, like, I feel like if I was good at the guitar, I would just know. But it's like, yeah. that's not how it works, yeah. you know? So, <laughs> so there's your lovely little PSA, if you will, <laughs> that like you should try and do things because you don't know if you're good at them or not. Yeah. And also and it's I- okay to do things even if you're not good at them. True. As long as you true. enjoy them. Because there's a good chance that you may become good at it if you continue mm-hmm. to try, if it's something that you have fun doing. But as somebody who very much is a bit of a perfectionist, I definitely feel like, like, I, like I'll, I'll, I'll say this, like, growing up, I remember being like, oh, cosplay is a thing that, that seems interesting to me. I want to get into that. And I had a formative you, uh, person in my youth tell me that I, I wouldn't be good at it. So I just didn't do it because I was like, oh, this person that I rely on for like my formative knowledge just told me I wouldn't be good at this thing. So I'm just not going to do it. And like, Mm -hmm. I feel so bad for past me that I didn't just like go the opposite direction and say, well, fuck, you know, I want to try and do it. But like, this person was like so influential to like my formative years that I was just like, well, he knows what he's doing. And if he says that I can't do it, then I guess I can't do it, you know? so. Don't listen to people who tell you things like that. Learn from my example and say, fuck the man or whatever. <laughs> or the woman or the non-binary person that shits on you in that, in that regard. So, mm-hmm. hooray. Yeah. <laughs> and in better news, <laughs> how are you, Amelia? I'm good. Yeah, it's been a, been a decent start to the, to the new year. We had... Two, two and a half day snowstorm. Okay. And got a lot of snow. Probably, I I would say in some places at least a foot. So that was a lot. And then driving on the roads the next couple of days, not so great. Took me a very, very long time to go to work on Thursday. But I got there. <laughs> and yeah, I yeah stayed home the two days before because of the snow. and. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I I pay people to remove my snow because it's a lot for me. Yeah. As one person who has no muscle strength. <laughs> I disagree, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Trust me, I, I don't have enough to move a foot of snow off of all that's of my That's fine. Sidewalks. I just would argue that you don't have any at all. Well, yeah, I would fall apart if I didn't have any, but... <laughs> like literally fall apart but yeah so but yeah i'm kind of looking forward to kind of a normal week been a while since it's just been sort of a normal holiday free special occasion free normal work week Mm -hmm. and i'm just kind of ready to be boring for a little bit okay fair enough so, so yeah, that's that's about all I have going on. Nothing, nothing too I, special. So I hear that. I feel like the end of the year is like a, a time, like where whoever decided how the fucking calendar works, and if you if you work a job that is nice enough to allow you to have those times off, even if mm-hmm. the holidays fall on weekends as they have this year, mm-hmm. this past as it did in 2022 into 2023. Like, I feel like it's like a little reward, but then it feels like weird to like that first week, which would be for at least for me, would be 
the the week I would I will have completed this week as you're listening to this podcast, like mm-hmm. where like all all five work days were worked again because like yeah. you know the previous week like this the previous week I just had Monday off, but then the mm-hmm. you know the two weeks prior to that it was like Monday Friday Monday Friday were both off, so it's like mm-hmm. weird, you know. So I I don't know I just I just think that that's interesting because I yeah. came from a background you know where I've said. To a couple of like new coworkers, I was like, I came from places where I would I would get the day off if it was a work day, you know, like mm-hmm. a, if it fell between Monday and Friday, usually, mm-hmm. or they would say, okay, well, it's a Saturday, I suppose. So like, no one really wants to work Christmas Day, so you can get Christmas Day off. But that mm-hmm. the twenty sixth, you're working again, you know. So it's just like, oh boy, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, so yeah. Yeah, with Christmas and New Year's being a week apart, it does make for things to be kind of like, yeah, weird for a few weeks. Mm -hmm. So, and again, I had a nice time. It just, I also enjoy and thrive off of routine a little bit to some extent. So it's just like, I'm just ready to be a little bit normal, I guess. So, so yeah. But yeah, so Sherrick, what are we talking about today? We are going to cover, and I'm going to call this a mini-series. Oh, okay. Because this is part one of us talking about Coral Island. Okay. The reason that it is part one is because the game is not fully released yet. Oh, but, okay. But, it, it, and I will get into this further, it is following the trend now where more and more games are putting out what they call early access versions of the game. So typically, I'll start, I'll start here. Typically... At least in previous generations, I suppose, of game development, mm-hmm. like the most that the public would see is like what is called a public beta, like a beta version of the game, which is like the, the yeah. version closer to release. Mm-hmm. If if at all, like they would like they would be like a select group of people that like you would have to know somebody who knew somebody or you they would mm-hmm. run like a sweepstakes or something to get invited to a public beta or something like that or Certain mm-hmm. people could pay, you know, obviously they'd be like, hey, I'm going to invest in this game to, to mm-hmm. do that. But as we are marching forward in time, the trend seems to be that like certain games will release like as soon as they get out of alpha, which is like the basic building blocks of like building the game and making sure that it's like running or what have you. Mm-hmm. They will release the game as an early access thing and say, hey, we're going to put more content into the game as we get to like the version one of release. I see. Okay. So this game and actually another game that you can watch me play on twitch.tv slash a black sparrow called Baldur's Gate three are prominent games that have uh, released in early access. Now, the the great thing about that is, is that you can kind of watch as they add new patches to the game, which adds more content, more, you know, they they fix graphical bugs and stuff like that. But it also allows the community to kind of be those play testers and like put in information and say, hey, this this thing has been really buggy. This cutscene doesn't really work. Like people are clipping in in and out of weird cutscenes. And for those who don't know what clipping is, that's like when a character is like they're like their feet are going through something that like is supposed to be a solid environment, whether that be another character or like, you know, the ground or a ladder or like a chair or something like that. Like they're just like phasing through it. That's clipping. Mm, okay. So that that's what it is early. So this game is in early access. So I imagine if I were to put on my betting hat that the game will probably come out towards the end of the year, if not sometime in 2024. But that's just oh, me. Okay. That's just me like 
guessing. I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean that they won't add content after release. Like Animal Crossing did that where like it was, you know, they, they had like version one of the game. And then like as they went, they kind of kept working on the game to bring out more content, and more content. So like things mm-hmm. got added to the game after mm-hmm. release. So let's start uh, now that I've explained some of that information. Let's start with the studio itself. So, and it's and it's a weird place to start, I think, honestly, because I mean, there's a there's a game to talk about that w- I feel like Coral Island would not exist without. But I'll I'll get there. So the studio that creates that is creating Coral Island is a studio called Stairway Games. They are based in Yogyakarta, Indonesia, oh, and okay. they uh, they they came together and basically announced that Coral Island was going to be their first game in 2019. So it's been it's been a significant amount of time obviously and and Coral Island was released I want to say it like for people to just play as an early access game, you know, like late 2022. So like okay. They they've been developing it for some time. Okay. And it's a pretty big team, but uh it's it's I think it's kind of cool to have a team that is uh out of Indonesia mm-hmm. putting like this very ambitious but very good looking, very fun game for. Okay. So there's your starting point. Now, let me get to the thing that I just said about how like this game probably would not exist if not for the existence of another game. Mm-hmm. And that game is Stardew Valley. Oh, okay. So Stardew Valley, for those of you who don't know, is a game that is put out by this this cat named Eric Barone. He is known as Concerned Ape on the on the internet. Okay. And I, I would I would say he is probably most likely responsible for bringing the whole genre of farming sims back. Oh, like back into like the mainstream, if you will. OK, so yeah. Stardew Valley came out in 2016. It is a pixel 2D farm sim, mm-hmm. but it had and, and and I believe Concerned Ape. With the help of his developer, I think it's, I can't remember the name of the developer. It's like Pufferfish Games or something like that. But like he more or less made the game by himself. Like it was just him building it. So Stardew Valley debuted in 2016. It pulls a lot of of inspiration from a game called Harvest Moon, which I think was popular like in the like 2000s or so. But like it wasn't like. It wasn't it didn't take the world by storm the way Stardew Valley did, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So like there's benefits and stuff and Stardew Valley, I mean, excuse me, and uh and Harvest Moon and its spin-off games are still somewhat popular, but I think mm-hmm. that they are somewhat popular because of Stardew Valley becoming so popular, gotcha. if that makes sense. They're like, Oh, I want to go back to some of those. I, I mean, yeah, and there yeah. there's like like I would say that Harvest Moon and the spin-off game or like the because I think the developer like had the they, they like lost the rights to Harvest Moon, so they created a game like adjacent to it. I see. Those were popular. Mm-hmm. They had their like cult classic following, but it wasn't mm-hmm. like everyone who's everyone knows who st- what Stardew Valley is kind of thing, which is like yeah. what Stardew Valley has become. You know? Yeah. So now that I've got that a little bit out of the way, like I said, Stardew Valley blew up, came out in 2016, and so there were so many people that like either wanted to like capitalize on that success or were inspired by that success. Mm-hmm. And I think that there is a little bit of an argument whether stairway games rides the line between those or if they fall into one of those camps. Oh, okay. So I did a little, and this is just based off of like a little bit of like 
you know, anecdotal research. And by that, I mean, like, motherfuckers arguing on Reddit and like, in like, (laughs) in like article comments. So like, I'm, this is not like a journalistic, like I'm going to cite all my sources, et cetera, et cetera. (laughs) You come here for like opinions and like just thought processes. Yep. But you know, if you want more then let me know, we will tell you later uh, or look in the show notes on how to reach us. So, yeah. So there are things that are true about Coral Island that I think some people see and and look at this and they look at Stardew Valley and go, oh, this was ripped off. Like they totally stole this concept and that concept. And I thought that that was a very interesting thing to see like people saying. So somebody two years ago, so like, you know, st- like there were there were screenshots and stuff that came out about Coral Island, but the game mm-hmm. wasn't like, like, I mean, maybe some people who kickstarted it, because that's a thing now, too, is that like big, like, not just like startups like uh, Stairway Games, but like big, well-known household name companies are now using Kickstarter to like kind of like gauge interest in mm-hmm. products like Philips is like, hey, we have a new idea for like some hue bulbs. We're going to put it up on Kickstarter. And it's like, Phillips, you have no fucking business with all the money that you got on Kickstarter. But OK, I guess, you know. Yeah. So you'll see the stuff like that. But anyway, I digress. So like maybe some people were getting to play like a very, very early version of the game, like before anybody else, because they put up like a, a like a, a certain tier on Kickstarter. But mm-hmm. so, yeah, so they, they basically and, and I think maybe it's maybe they looked the announcement trailer. That also could have been a thing. Where like they, you know, the game was announced and people were like, this looks so much like Stardew Valley, you know, because that also mm-hmm. came out like, you know, that came out uh, two years ago as well. Gotcha. So they're saying like the music is the same. A lot of like a lot of things feel ripped off and it just feels like it's a possible cash in on the craze of the farming sim mm-hmm. becoming a thing again. Mm-hmm. But I think for me. It it gets a little hard be- to to say stuff like that because it's like, well, then there's so many of these games then that like wouldn't exist because if they weren't inspired by something else that was put out, you know what I mean? Like, right. Like that would be like saying like, if a game uses like the idea of platforming, which is like, you know, like super Mario, like early Mario games. Like, so you're saying that like every platformer that came out after Mario is now a ripoff because right because it like does something similar to that and it's like well mm-hmm. you know it's hard to it's hard to like find what the line is then like Absolutely. if we're talking about like yeah. oh if a game like because someone in this reddit thread was complaining that like they were like oh they're using the elevator like similar elevator music and also the elevator stops every five levels and it's like okay but then like would you come like do they have to move it to every seven levels or every three levels for it to not feel like a ripoff you know like mm-hmm. there are games that like i'm gonna say some some game names that like may not make any sense may not reach some of y'all but like fortnite fortnite is this huge game that like yeah all of these kids know so much about mm-hmm. but like it it Fortnite did not originate the battle royale genre of like being like it's a hundred people all against each other. They keep fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting until it's down to just one person and they win. Like mm-hmm. that's not a new thing. Right. So like are we going to say that like Fortnite is a ripoff because it it did something 
better than the pre the thing that that was inspired by or what have you like something obviously went right so that like Fortnite became like this huge huge game Mm -hmm. and the games that possibly inspired it or came before it didn't you know right so you know like there are things i think that like stardew valley did that harvest moon didn't do Mm -hmm. or the maybe maybe it was the charm or maybe it was the characters or maybe it was the design like who knows but Mm -hmm. like or, or like call of duty which is another huge, huge game. I don't think it's as big as it used to be, but like, yeah, you know, well, like I was like in, you know, late, like, you know, late college, early adulthood, if you will. And by adulthood, I, I mean, like, I'm not in school. I'm like yeah. trying to work a job kind of a thing. <laughs> like, they, like, are, are we saying like other first person shooters like Doom, like should go and say, oh, Call of Duty ripped us off. And it's like, right. Mm, you know, it, it it's it, there's like there's very little room for originality in today's world because there are so many ideas and a lot of them, so many people have ex- yeah. have existed and will exist that like mm-hmm. it's very hard to pull forth an original thought and idea. And right. so to a say totally that like one hundred percent original idea is like unheard of. And then there there are some legal definitions as to what is like ripped off. Like, right. I mean, that's not a legal term, but you know what I mean? Plagiarized, you yeah. know, or yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, like it can be a gray area and the court cases around it can be very contested, but there are still some legal definitions as to, you know, what is, what is copyrighted, what is taken from copyrighted information or design or whatever. Mm-hmm. So. Exactly. And so like, that's not the only thing that I think Coral Island is like people are aiming at Coral Island about because I feel mm-hmm. like I don't see a lot of, and maybe this is because I curate, curate my spaces and like, I don't really see a whole lot of like negativity around things unless I go looking for it. But mm-hmm. there's also like a, a little bit of aim at people being like, Oh, well they ripped off. Like, like all the characters look like they came out of Disney and it's like, okay, but like, can we copyright or say like a, a like an art style, if you will, like, mm-hmm. Because not to go back into last week's topic of being, uh, but like, you know, like sis talking about how like someone worked on Disney Channel's theme, mm-hmm. but it belongs to Disney Channel, right. you know? So it's like, it's not like Walt Disney, like copyrighted this like larger eye, very like small nose, full lips, like kind of Artistic art style. style. Yeah. Like, it's just a style that they went like, this is the style that we expect you to draw like if you're going to work for us. So, like, do Mm -hmm. this. So, like, I don't know. I'm going to show you real quick the the like the for lack of better words, like the 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 wallpaper that Coral Island like basically announced with. And so you can tell me as as a as a Disney aficionado, if you will. (laughs) How if that looks like dis like heavily Disney inspired to you? And I'll find some. I mean, I get the comparison, but but does it feel like a but does it feel like a ripoff? No. Okay. No. Yeah, I like I said. Yeah, I get some of the comparison, but it's not. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it's like oh, this could be a still from this Disney movie. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I'll kind of just send you a couple more images here. Mm-hmm. Not really, like, if you go look, like, if you, the listener, go looking for, like, you know, just images of, like, Star, Star not Star, Coral Island, like, characters, you'll mm-hmm. you'll kind of see what I'm talking about. But mm-hmm. that last screenshot that I sent you is just, like, a picture of, like, the, the model in-game. 
Okay. So that way that like that's what that looks like in game. So obviously it's a little mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. One of the main differences between a game like Stardew Valley, which is like pixelated 2D, and Coral Island, which is like non-pixelated, semi-realistic, but slightly exaggerated 3D, is mm-hmm. just that. Like the art style is different. I-, I would argue a game like Dinkum, which is kind of like the midpoint between the two of these games, I feel, in the sense that like it it has a lot of it has like that 3D style that that Coral Island is using. Mm-hmm. But it, it it feels like, especially with how the game opens, it feels more like Stardew Valley, but then it also marries some some Animal Crossing in there as well. Like it it feels a little bit like, you know, like we said, there aren't very many original ideas. Yeah. And so it just some for some people it just feels like it, it like outrage for the sake of outrage. And it's just like, well, we don't have to be mad. Like some sometimes we can just enjoy that like somebody's coming up with this thing. And yeah. it's going to be good. Like, so I don't know that that's like the main thing that I kind of wanted to talk about to start. Mm-hmm. So with that all kind of being put out there, quick pause for spoilers. Because I'm going to talk about how the game begins. Okay. Now, like I said, the game is not fully released. So like it could be one of those things where they change some stuff around. So and mm-hmm. that's kind of why I wanted to make this like a series because like. Mm-hmm. I will probably wait until like they fully really at least fully announce like when the game is going to be released before possibly wanting to talk about this again slash talking about it like once it is released. Yeah. And then maybe one last one like, at, like a couple of months after the game is released to like give you mm-hmm. like my my com- concrete thoughts on it. But yeah, I like that. So so how Stardew Valley begins and I and I did mean Stardew Valley is that you are you're working in a cubicle for this company called Joja and you can literally see that like as it as it kind of like pans through the opening cutscene it just looks miserable like <laughs> it says like it has a big Joja logo and then it has mm-hmm. like a red light and a green light for like work time and break time oh god so like literally you're like literally looking up like at this thing and there are a couple of cubicles that are either empty I think there's jokingly like a skeleton at one of them, like, mm-hmm. you know, and you pull out this this letter from your cubicle drawer, basically being like, when you're ready to leave like this, like city nonsense rat race life behind mm-hmm. your grandpa's farm is waiting for you. He like passed away and is like he's given you the deed to his farm. So you decide to take him up on his offer. You don't, the game doesn't really give you a choice. You're just like, I got to get out of this place. Like, I got to go do something else kind of a thing. And you you uh, take a bus to Stardew Valley. And as soon as the as you get there, the bus breaks down. (laughs) So omens, if you will. But uh, you can also, you know, bring the bus back up. Also, I didn't say spoilers for Stardew Valley because this game has been out since 2016. If you've still been waiting, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. (laughs) So then basically from there, you get to start at this like dilapidated farm. Like the farmhouse is still nice, but like. It's clear like crops and stuff haven't been growing. So you're like clearing the land out. You can decide how you want to set up your farm. You can upgrade houses or start like having like barnyard animals and stuff. Mm -hmm. And you basically like get to know the residents of your new home, if you will. Mm, Okay. How Coral Island begins is similar in the fact that you are coming back from being away from this place for a very long time. I think that's how it starts. Okay. Uh, they're basically just like saying like you're coming back to this place 
It's this like remote island. It's very, very like number one, it's very aesthetically gorgeous. Like I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember from like watching me play it at all, mm-hmm. but like it's so pretty even in its awful state because mm-hmm. like you you take this boat and there's just oil everywhere. Oh. Like this great. nasty black oil is just like in the water and there are these like nasty roots that are just like sickly black and like running over shit. But the otherwise the island just looks so pretty. Like even mm-hmm. the gross oil stuff is just like, wow, this is really like they really put like their foot mm-hmm. in this. Like they really put effort into this. Mm-hmm. And you quickly learn after like basically also taking up a farm farm uh that has it's just covered in like trash, like literal garbage and and just roots and and trees and rocks and stuff that the island used to be like this gorgeous place and people would come and tourists and stuff. And then this awful oil spill happened that was off the coast of the island mm-hmm. and it permeated the water and stuff around the island and mm-hmm. it tanked their rating. Mm-hmm. And tanking the rating meant like all these people no longer wanted to come because they couldn't say that they had like this business on this like gorgeous a level island it was like now it went from like an s rank to an f rank Mm -hmm. so they were just like yeah we're all gonna kind of leave and so you arrive and people are like you know we still live here we still love this place but some people are talking about how bad it is and and how sad they are that they can't uh, it just feels like futile like Uh if you will Uh and at the same time this this um corporation starts building their building like a small headquarters on the island and they're like yo sell us the island and we'll make it into a perfect tourist trap like we'll clean up everything and we'll do all this stuff and we'll make it like and when i use the word tourist trap earlier it was like in the positive sense like think of it like how hawaii is if you Mm -hmm. will in the sense that like the money was going to the islanders and stuff but now it feels like a, you know, like a decom original movie where like a bad corporation <laughs> yeah. is coming in and they want to have like robots and like trash everywhere and shit. But it's like a tourist trap where they pay too much money. on it. So that's kind of just like you can you can feel a little bit of a similarity between the way that the two games begin. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like there's enough difference there that like you can you can see. I guess that like they it feels more like it was inspired by farming sims and stardew valley was a decent enough jumping off point Uh and less that like they were just like stardew valley does great we can make stardew valley but our version you know Uh for one of the main things the i feel personally that the stairway games team in in indonesia did a much much better job as far as having like a diverse cast of characters Mm, mm -hmm. so for instance there's a good number of people of color whereas there's really only like maybe like maybe like maybe three tops in stardew valley unless you mod like other people have like done modifications Uh there's a character who's had a baby and like is not afraid of showing off like the stretch marks on her belly like she wears like a Mm. belly shirt you know so like you can see her stretch marks there's like characters that are disabled they have glasses you know ethnic hairstyles which like you know i feel like a lot of games nowadays are like we have ethnic hairstyles there are cornrows and an afro and it's like come on man like yeah you know but yeah just like a a diverse cast of characters to start you can 
go swimming in the game. You can dive and like that has a good chunk of 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 gameplay, if you will. Oh, okay. So one of the things that you can do in Coral Island is you you help out this laboratory and you can dive and you take like a like a, a scythe and you literally just like harvest trash. Because there's just like trash throughout the ocean and you're like helping clean up the ecosystem, if you will. Oh, okay. And a further bit is that like there are a couple of things in Stardew Valley. I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to make this like I promise I'm not going to make this like a whole like Stardew Valley versus Coral Island thing. But like I'm still kind of addressing the similarities, if you will. Uh-huh. There's a couple of things in Stardew Valley that you can do when you get trash. But generally it's just like, oh, OK, I'm just going to throw this back away. But I'm going to throw it away in a way that's like helpful. Uh-huh. It's not just like I'm not going to throw it back into the water. In Coral Island. Like a lot of your starter stuff, you literally just repurpose trash. So like when you need to make a chest, you you have to use trash to do it. Like you okay. the trash that you harvest, you basically like make it. It's like it's like seeing like a, a like a fourth grade science project where like, look, I built this thing out of <laughs> out of recycled like soda bottles, like uh-huh. that kind of a situation. But uh-huh. you can build useful things out of it. And there's like not yet, but there's supposed to be like a whole like subplot with mermaids and like an underwater kingdom that's going on in Coral Island, which I thought was very interesting. Okay, yeah. They have plans on having characters that are children like age as you progress through the game, oh, uh-huh. which is like not really something that happens a whole lot in Stardew Valley. And there's going to be more cutscenes that cause characters to bond than in Stardew Valley, if you will. Like, so one thing that they do incredibly similarly is like a heart system for your like villagers Mm. or or like your fellow like islanders, if you will. Uh So in both Stardew and Coral Island, you can give a person a gift two times a week. Mm. They each person has a range of likes, uh, loves to dislike. So like one person really loves roses and then they like daffodils. And then they think like pancakes are okay and they hate like they hate rubies for some reason. Uh-huh. And then another person could have a completely different mix up of that. Right. So you so you kind of have to like learn who likes what depending on the friendships that you want to send. So if you're like, oh, I really like I really like Macy. I'm going to make sure I give her a daffodil every like like twice a day or uh, twice twice a week so that I can up my friendship with them. And then certain uh-huh. events will happen. Mm-hmm. Um, what in Stardew Valley that typically happens, but like otherwise, characters tend to have like a set canned number of things that they will say to you. No, oh, okay. But uh, but other than that, like you know, unless you marry them, and in which case it unlocks new dialogue. But eventually, you're gonna run out of dialogue, you know. Gotcha. Which I think is going to be true in Coral Island as well. But they're they're claiming that they're gonna make it feel like more, like like more more like a living island, if you will. Gotcha. Okay. And and you'll see characters like actually bonding together and like doing things together, which again happens a little bit in Stardew, but they're mm-hmm. they're claiming they're gonna do it, do it a bit. And then one of the things that I really, really like that Coral Island has done is they have a time slider. Okay. So what I mean by that is that like typically games that do like uh a situation where time goes by as you're playing it. Uh-huh. We'll kind of do a conversion of one minute in the game equals one second in real life or uh-huh. or 10 seconds equals 10 minutes or what have you. Uh-huh. 
in Coral Island, you can adjust the slider so that you have more time in the day to do things. It basically oh. makes the time go by slower or faster. So for instance, okay. so for instance, if you have the slider set to 100% in Coral Island, each day is roughly 20 minutes. Uh-huh. So, and that doesn't count, like, if you go into the pause menu or if you minimize the game or something like that, then obviously the time stops. But, like, so obviously if you're just like, okay, well, I want to have, uh, I want to have more time to be able to, like, do stuff in, in game, mm-hmm. then you can obviously manipulate that, sl- that game time speed slider mm-hmm. down so that you, so that it takes longer to get. Okay. And then something that I've already kind of talked about that I just want to like emphasize is like I really enjoy the amount of diversity in the game. Like there's young, mm-hmm. there's old, there's all sorts of different I like pets and stuff. Like oh, that's there's cool. like there's no less than I want to say like four like four pets that just like wander around the island just apropos oh. of nothing. Uh-huh. Like th- I think there's like three cats and like no, I think there's five. There's three cats and two dogs, I think, that I've re- that I remember. But they Otherwise, they, I mean, they, they, you know, they, there are a lot of similarities, but like when, when you have a game that is like here, here, this is a farming sim. There mm. really isn't that much that you cannot do, if that makes sense. Like, uh-huh. of course, you're going to have like crops building and, you know, you're going to be like, OK, well, can I raise farm animals? Can I can I like, you know, raise like a beehive? Can I go hunting? Can I, you know, can I go mm-hmm. visit mines like these are all things that a lot of games like my time at Sandrock and Stardew Valley and Coral Island, and Harvest Moon and and like Dinkum and, and it goes on and on and on that like are in this genre. They already do. So mm-hmm. it feels less like to me, it feels less like like copycatting and more like these are the parameters of the genre. Uh-huh. It's like if you want to succeed in this genre, these are the kinds of things that you want to do, you know? Right. Like same when you like play like Mario, like if you're playing a platformer, you're typically going to want them to be able to go up and down, left to right. Typically, Uh there are power ups that like give you special abilities that make it either like easier to get to the level. Those are like the parameters of the genre. Mm -hmm. So. So, yeah, that's (laughs) and and there is an article that I think I will post that is that is kind of talks about like the idea that stardew valley itself is kind of a genre oh okay like like a subgenre of the farming thing uh-huh. that comes from games radar that they say that it's unashamedly a stardew valley clone but i don't necessarily think i agree with that part i just think that there's enough difference personally mm-hmm. between the two of them this place says that like stardew valley or, or excuse me coral island has a little bit of the animal crossing vibe to it but i i also don't know if i agree with that but I do want to kind of give that article out so that people can kind of make their own conclusions based off of, yeah. you know, what, mm-hmm. like what I said, but also like what this article is saying. So, mm-hmm. you know, there, it's not fully fleshed out there. There are some, some, you know, things that like, I kind of hope that Coral Island will do that. I'm just like, you know, I hope that they do it sooner so that, that maybe that distinction can be a bit more split, but mm-hmm. It's kind of it's kind of on it, it. I think it stands up enough on its own as like this game that promises things like, hey, if you marry a character and you have a baby, you can expect over time for that baby to become a toddler and then a child and then uh-huh. a, like and then like a teenager. Whereas like in Stardew Valley, the most that you can expect is it is like after a certain amount of time, it will be a 
an uninteractable child. Like you can like, it'll wander around and then you could like pick it up and then it'll do like hearts, but you can't like talk to your kid, you know, like, like, like you could like in the Sims or something like they can't have like true interactions. Right. Which I think, I don't know. I I guess I kind of want to end part one with just being like, it's so interesting to me that there is a genre, like an overall genre of games that, like seek to emulate parts of real life yeah yeah whether it be you know animal crossing or stardew valley or dinkum or my time at sandrock porsche etc 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 because that's a whole series of games or coral island or even the sims like uh-huh. there are there are portions where like and i and i i we've joked before about the sims and how yeah. like there are there are not a small amount of people whose whole bit is like, I'm just going to create a Sim so I can have it do the most wild shit that I would never do in yeah. real life. Yeah. Like, like there's a whole subset and this is not to shame them, but like, this is the whole subset of people that play the Sims and just do like hundred baby challenges, you know, oh, like, God. like I'm going to have as many babies with this one character in the Sims as I possibly can, oh, you my know, God. like yep. stuff like that. Like that, that's so interesting or to me. Let's- just kill off Sims. In different oh yeah, like ways. let's let's remove the ladder and see how long this, this or like this I remember will drown. Yeah, <laughs> I remember hanging out with a friend from grade school when The Sims first came out, and he uh-huh. was like, "Check this out!" And he put it, he put the game in build mode, mm-hmm. and he built like a six by six room and mm-hmm. just put a stove and one of his Sims in it, and that was it. Yep. And then the stove caught on fire from night, like just like him just like using it repeatedly uh-huh. and then just like literally watching this sim burn to death in this short room that he could not get out of yep. and like that was entertainment for some people you know like right and again i think like this kind of goes back to my feelings about true crime in a sense of like just people do that kind of stuff in the sims because like they can't understand what it's like to actually do it and they wouldn't mm-hmm. ever do it. But it, there's just some sort of like voyeurism of like, I don't know, like it, it doesn't even feel necessarily like entertainment to me. It's more just like, like trying to understand something completely on foreign to them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and that goes for like anything that you do in The Sims that like, you can't do in normal life or you wouldn't do and most people wouldn't do in normal life sure or anything like that but yeah that was always my thing about the sims is that i was like okay so this is just a game about a person cooking going to bed going to the bathroom gaining skills get a job get promoted like this is real like this is life why Mm -hmm. is this entertaining but and in some ways like I would get bored with it after a while because I'd yeah. be like, okay, it's the same stuff all the time. But on the other hand, it was like, well, I have a lot more control over my sim than I do over myself. <laughs> 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 so sometimes it just felt nice to like control something in mm-hmm. a very harmless way. Yeah. Yeah. Like I can't tell other people what to do, but I can tell my sim what to do. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Funny, but like one last thing that I'll mention that I think is this wholly in and of itself just, just Coral Island. 
is that like the idea of playing in a place that does not feel like America, uh-huh. because there are a lot of cultural touchstones and a lot of like cultural like words and references that makes it feel like this is like a very inspired place that isn't meant to be like it feels like honestly it feels like a lot of like what's going on with hawaii versus like the tourism that is going to hawaii where people in hawaii are like don't fucking come here like Mm -hmm. y'all are using up all of our resources and shit and then just leaving trash everywhere because like that's what the company that is like for lack of better words trying to invade starlet town and curl island that's what that feels like Mm -hmm. coming in whereas like Mm -hmm. you're going to this place where like there are ancient tree spirits and there's an like a there are panda bears playing flutes in the background (laughs) and like there's like a a hot spring that can like rejuvenate your energy in like you know several several minutes and Mm -hmm. there's like there's like you know a, a like just blacksmith there's blacksmitheries and stuff that are just like family things and people are growing their own food and there's a winery like that just is like hanging out there and like i said the team is is based out of indonesia so they throw a lot of like indonesian culture it feels like into the game Mm -hmm. and you're just like this this feels like so refreshing to a sense that it's just not like this like central america good thing you know Mm -hmm. like i don't know i'm i in the time uh, i guess i guess to actually close in the time that i have played this i have Mm -hmm really enjoyed it Mm -hmm. i'm very eager for like there's certain things like there's like like it's like a festival that happens like very early on and like because the game goes i didn't even say this i'm sorry the game goes through four seasons so and and the season essentially lasts roughly 30 days okay so like spring is 30 days summer is 30 days fall and then winter and then wraps back around uh-huh. And so there's like a festival that like at the time that I got to it, they were like, hey, this isn't quite implemented yet. So oh, okay. you can like see some of the stuff and you can play like one game, but like don't try to do the potluck or any of that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. It'll be implemented later, you know, gotcha. or like being like, hey, you can you can't really play this mine yet because we haven't put it in the game. But like mm-hmm. it says that, which is like you, which obviously is the nice enough thing that like to say, hey, this isn't in the game yet, as opposed to just like not explaining. Uh-huh. Which I feel like some games are just like, oh yeah, we didn't tell you that that wasn't in the game yet. You can't get there. So uh-huh. gotcha. but, but yeah, I, I I've enjoyed my time with the game. I think it's it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. I I hope that my prediction is correct that it is it is released in 2023. Another game that I would possibly be interested in mirroring as far as this kind of format of just being like, I'm gonna talk about it in early access. And then when it comes out, and then like a couple months after, is yeah. Baldur's Gate 3. Because that game is very similar, except it's been in early access for a very long time now. It's been like over a year and a half, I feel. Oh, wow. But they did, they they did announce that that game is meant to come out in August of this year, August of 2023. Okay. I'm crossing my fingers and knocking on wood that like crunch doesn't become a thing because we've talked about crunch during the cyberpunk episode. Yeah. With like how... They're like, yeah, this game will come out in April of 2021. Everybody, hey, sleep at your desks because we won't get this game out if you don't do that. Right. And I also hope that they keep their, to their promise that 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 is what like the game will actually be ready uh-huh. when that come when that time comes and not just like a yeah, it's ready and then we have another cyberpunk on our hands. Yeah. Which like I feel like that as a side note that game 
I think is just kind of starting to recover. I think, but, but I think it's starting to recover because certain people have like modded the game, you know? And I don't think it's ever good when you rely like on your community to make your game better in that way. Yeah. And that's the thing that like the Sims did and like a bunch of other games has done because like, I know people straight up and down, like actually know of them have had conversations with people who looked at the Sims and said, there is not enough person of color content. There's not enough like hairstyles that represent us, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm going to learn how to fucking mod the game so that I can put that content in the game. Uh And then fortunately EA and the Sims have been like, cool, we're going to spotlight this person. But I'm like, you shouldn't have to spotlight that person. You should have, hired that person yeah rather like as and maybe they did get uh, like job offers or whatever and, and had their own reasons for turning it down but it just is like you should have talked to people like them mm-hmm. and put that content in the game and not relied on them to do it for you right you know right so yeah. it, it feels like it feels like coral island will have less of that problem them being mostly like people of color but mm-hmm. time will tell i guess yeah. so any questions or thoughts that you want to explore while we're here not really just from the images that you sent me like it looks really cool and i'll have to pay more attention the next time you play it on stream and yeah it sounds really cool it sounds like something i might be interested in at some point so i don't because i don't remember if you've ever played stardew valley i've not no okay i've watched it being played but i've not played it myself okay I guess I will pivot then to like what what were your feelings watching Stardew Valley being played? Was it boring? Was it like and and no shade obviously because like you know yeah. it's it's your opinion or whatever. But like right. was it interesting? Like like what were your thoughts about the game? Mm-hmm. I think yeah, like it seems like a really chill game, which I like that kind of thing. I don't know. I sort of have like a I don't want to say love hate relationship because that feels very extreme on both ends, but just okay. like this this idea of a game that like sort of mirrors real life like we've been talking about i like it those are games that i can like play and understand Mm -hmm. (laughs) but then i also get kind of bored with them sometimes because i'm like well this is too much like my real life or like i've run out of things to do so yeah but i do yeah i do think that that stardew it seems really it seems really chill and fun to play I do like that you could have multiple people playing it. Which I forgot to mention, that is also a thing that Coral Island is. is Oh, awesome. Yeah. I'm just like so far from a video game person that like I forget that that's a thing. (laughs) That's fair. So when Stardew was like, oh yeah, we could have like four people playing at the same time. I'm like, what? (laughs) Because my... I mean, the extent of my video gaming is basically Mario Kart, which, again, that does have multiple people playing, but mm-hmm. but it's just it's different because you have to be in the same room to play Mario Kart together. Yeah. I think that's what I mean is like multiplayer gaming across the world is mm-hmm. just like so out of my experience that I forget yeah. it's a thing sometimes. I hear you. But yeah, no, I I think it would be fun to to try sometime. I feel like I would agree with that statement. And uh, I personally, I feel like I thrive and have the most fun in games that that are cooperative. Mm-hmm. 
I would rather play alongside people than mm-hmm. to play like a game against other people. Mm-hmm. That's just me personally. So games that do that, like Animal Crossing mm-hmm. and and Dinkum and Stardew Valley and Coral Island, when they when they uh, come out with it, mm-hmm. that that is going to be stuff I think that I find more enjoyable myself. Yeah, I, I think over. that's kind of what I mean as well. Is like as far as like being so inexperienced or not exposed to games that are like that. Mm-hmm. that it's like yeah for the most part games that i know anything about that have multiplayer it's yeah it's more competitive or whatever and so the idea of having this game where we all just like play and and it's cooperative but you can kind of do your own thing it's just like mm-hmm. wow that's a thing <laughs> mm-hmm. that's how i that's how i felt i think the like first time i saw stardew or like i watched people playing stardew is that i was like oh it's just like you're kind of just all playing together and that's cool. <laughs> like, right. Just, yeah. But yeah, I think it would be fun to try sometime. And I think this Coral Island looks like it would be some thing I might want to try sometime. Yeah. yeah. I'd love to get more into cooperative gaming. Do you remember the Sims online? I knew it was a thing. I didn't mm-hmm. ever play it. F- fun short story for you about that that situation is that for those of you who don't know ea and the sims were like oh we're gonna capitalize on this whole subscription service thing that like was out with like world of warcraft and like everquest and things like that Mm -hmm. and so it was like the sims but you couldn't use cheats which like ruins half the fun of it for me yeah that ruins half the fun of the game (laughs) but you could play with other people like Oh, like it was it was like an online multiplayer service. Mm -hmm. And I definitely remember tricking my guardian into buying it. And then we got halfway home and then he was asking me to tell him about it. And I mentioned the subscription required thing and he turned us around and took it back to the store. And I was like, dang it, I was so close. Oh, man. (laughs) So never got to play it myself. And then obviously they shut it down. But Mm -hmm. so, yeah, that's. That's what I got. Uh, Amelia, you want to tell them uh, if they have feelings about it, what they can do? Yeah. So if you have thoughts, questions, suggestions, opinions that you want to share with us, you can do so at A-S-W-A-Y-D-P-O-D on Instagram or add an at gmail.com to send us an email. Yeah. And I didn't make up a theme song for her, but this is Amelia. What the fuck is this? Woo! <laughs> this is the part of the episode where I find something wild and crazy kids on the internet, and I show it to Amelia without context. Enjoy. Okay, let's see. What? <laughs> what? That's <laughs> 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 so this. This is a girl who has like a what looks like some sort of rubber chicken and fills the open mouth of it with water and it makes funny sounds. And she's like, oh, it's so funny. And then a giant chicken comes out and is like, oh, yeah, is that funny? And then sprays her down with a hose. (laughs) Oh, man. I thought you would like it. That's funny. You may or may not be seeing more of her. I'm just okay. So random. (laughs) This one doesn't. For some reason, this one does not have her TikTok handle on here, but I'm pretty sure I have other ones that absolutely do. So, okay. Gotcha. I liked it. It was funny.
and very what the fuck <laughs> like who thinks of these things so yeah check that out on our instagram the day that this uh comes out so. yeah well hey thanks amelia who you can find at shake meets world on instagram and hey thanks sherrick who you can find at a black sparrow <laughs> Most places, sherrickrobinson.com is easy. That's S-H-E-R-R-I-C-K-R-O-B-I-N-S-O-N. If you missed it, just rewind like 10 seconds and then you'll hear me say it again. You can find all my stuff there. And yeah, great. Yeah. Awesome. Well, this is fun. And yeah, like I said, I will have to post some of these pictures maybe because mm-hmm. I think the the art the visual of it like really helps me yeah yeah kudos to the artists on the team because they yeah i think it looks they're very talented yeah i like it so yeah i'd love to play sometime so yeah that's about all we have for you today though so with that i've been amelia i've been sharing and tune in next time where we search for local brunch spots as if we don't order pancakes everywhere bye (laughs) bye